Howdy, howdy. Well, hello. And welcome to But It Was Aliens, the extraterrestrial comedy podcast where we probe real-life paranormal events to determine whether those events really did involve the paranormal. <laughs> I'm your host this week. Yes, yours personally. And your co-host this week, in your ears alone, and with no idea what's coming up, is Granville Moonwalker. I should probably say that my name's Kev at some point there. (laughs) Today, we are covering something we've mentioned a few times on this podcast, and something to which the story behind will probably have changed further by the time this episode releases. Hmm. Something we've mentioned a lot of. Yes. Rasputins. (laughs) We've already covered him (laughs) on the side probes. Um... I can't think of anything that we've mentioned a lot and haven't covered. Is that right? It's is it about a person? Not exactly, no. Hmm. Then no idea. You are correct. I have no idea what is coming up. We begin our tale today in the United Kingdom during the evening of the 4th of August, 1990. What were you doing on that day? (laughs) Can you remember what you were doing on that day? No. The 4th of August, 1990, being a baby slash toddler, if I was born by then. (laughs) This was two days after Iraq had invaded Kuwait, with Iraq's refusal to leave resulting in United Nations coalition intervention. The First Gulf War. I won't go hard into this, as it's not a particularly strong subject area for me, but from what I've seen, theories for that invasion include Kuwait having and selling an F-ton of oil, keeping oil prices down, therefore limiting Iraq's income, and Iraq having a huge financial debt to Kuwait following borrowing for Iraq's earlier war with Iran. The Cold War was also ongoing at this time. This all may or may not be relevant for what we are about to probe. It's about a six hour flight from Kuwait to Scotland. Scotland to Russia is about half an hour longer. I've given you nothing to dig into there. This isn't the podcast for serious and horrid war coverage, so I should probably just move on. Yes, yes, you should. Two hikers, or in some accounts, poachers, were walking in the area of Calvine, a hamlet in Perth and Kinross in Scotland. These hikers were hotel chefs from Pitlochry in the Scottish Highlands, less than a 20-minute drive from Calvine. As they hiked towards a bit of a clearing around 9pm, just as the sun was setting, beyond the fence in the still light sky, the hikers saw something unbelievable. The hikers dived into nearby bushes to take cover as they watched on. In the sky, clear as day, was a large, diamond-shaped, metallic, unidentified flying object. The craft was not silent according to some recollections and flew down into the valley with a low hum. 
though the official MOD handwritten summary and a later account we'll get into makes no mention of sound, suggesting that the craft was actually silent. Next, the UFO silently returned higher in the sky two minutes later. At this point, one of the men pulled out their camera and took a few snaps. As the men watched on, a military plane approached the UFO, slowed down almost as if it was taking a closer look as it circled a few times and then sped up again as the military plane shot off. A second jet watched from further away. The sighting lasted about 10 minutes in total and at the end, the UFO shot off vertically at ridiculous speed and was gone in an instant. The hikers' identities remain protected to this day. They have never come forward and the last mention of them states that they were interviewed at shared military headquarters at Petrivi shortly after the incident. Ooh, diamond-shaped UFO. Yes, indeed. Diamonds are indeed forever. Well, this one wasn't because it was gone in 10 minutes. I'll see you there, baby. Still probably out there. Right. So, low hum, but no sound. Probably, we'll, we'll explain that a little bit. I was about to say, could they have just forgotten to write in the summary that there was sound? Again, we'll, write that there wasn't? we'll get into this later, but my perception is that there probably wasn't a sound, but it's been relayed to people and then relayed from those people to other people. And by the time it's got to the person who says there's sound, it probably wasn't. It's just a detail that's been misinterpreted as it's been passed down. Okay. Um, <clears throat> that's my own interpretation anyway. You also, it's like query about your notes here, which kind of skews the story slightly. In what way? You mentioned that it shot off vertically at ridiculous speed. Yep. Is that slow? Is it fast? <laughs> Not again. Is it in the middle? So literally, boom, gone really fast. Okay. You could have said that ridiculous speed could be slow. So slow, it's ridiculous. Like those people that go 15 mile an hour in a 30. That's slow. I rarely refer to those as ridiculous so much as frustrating or incredibly slow. Still ridiculous. In my mind, at least, when something is crazy, ridiculous, that's that's a fast speed. But you've also got to remember, you're, you're communicating to the world here, Greybeard. I feel like the world's with me on this one. <laughs> I speak for the world. Okay. Let's, uh, let's hear more about this hum. Or lack of hum. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into that in a second. But I am just curious, had you have just witnessed that, would you have dived into the bush? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I've just, <laughs> just twigged as to why you're laughing. That hadn't occurred to me at all. Would you dive into the bush, Mr. Moonwalker? Is there anything else to dive behind? No. So there's bush and... Foliage. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of how to describe, you know, farm fences where there's wooden posts and then like little bits of metal between them. So it's not a continual fence, yeah. like a wire, a wire fence. Like one of those. So it's not really going to give you cover diving behind that because you can see through them. Yeah. I'd have dived behind the bush. Mr. Moonwalker would dive into the bush. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh my god. All right. Our witnesses handed the photos, including the negatives, over to Scotland's Daily Record newspaper, awestruck. Were they awestruck? The witnesses were awestruck, yeah. The people that received the photos. Well, well I wouldn't like to speak for them, but I'm going to probably go out on a limb and say yes. The newspaper knew that they had a huge story on their hands and needed to get it out. So the Daily Record quickly sent a photo to the British Ministry of Defence, a.k.a. M.O.D., for comment before running the story. A M.O.D. Royal Air Force press officer named Craig Lindsay received the photo and sent it to M.O.D. head office in London. The M.O.D. demanded that Lindsay obtain the negatives. Lindsay went back to the Daily Record and the newspaper handed over the six negatives. The photos vanished. The Daily Record has stated they never received the photos back. Meanwhile, the MOD claims that they returned the photos, which were never printed as you'd expect if they were indeed returned. Surely the newspaper would have published the story even without the exact photos if they hadn't been stopped from doing so. This would have been big, big news. So maybe this was actually a reputable newspaper and they didn't want to run it without having the photographic evidence. Maybe. Is that the theory you're going with? It's a theory I'm going with. <laughs> Leaving your options open at this point. Before you Plus. ultimately dive into a bush. <laughs> Plus we know what the MOD can be like. Their cover up. Defensive. <laughs> um, so you know... You actually know that these photos are somewhere within an MOD base in a little lockbox, hidden. There'll be a file somewhere, you open it up and it'll have all the contents of that file. And within this is a little lockbox. Open it up and there's the negatives. Mm. Like what I'm picturing in my mind, sorry, I just realised I wasn't speaking, <laughs> I was just imagining it. <laughs> what I'm picturing is um, Indiana Jones. That um, warehouse full of all the artefacts. Yes. Like that, but with evidence of aliens. Yep. Yeah. Where? Well, I wonder where that is. There are... Oh, I probably shouldn't say that, actually, because I've not looked into it, but there's a a British Area 50, 51, isn't there? And a Russian one, I think. there's one, an I Area believe. 51 for every probably, country. Probably in lots of countries, yeah. This is our but, Roswell! That that's on our list to probe further. And like I say, I've not picked it up myself as yet, but I've definitely seen probe. the title British Area 51. Maybe this one will pop back up in that episode. Years later, former MOD employee and British media favourite Nick Pope. Is that the goalkeeper? Not the goalkeeper, no. This is the British media favourite. The goalkeeper? No. <laughs> it's not the footballer slash goalkeeper so British media favourite Nick Pope I actually know someone that knows Nick Pope the goalkeeper not the media favourite um, I'm gonna file that information away in my useless information <laughs> box <laughs> British media favourite <laughs> Nick 
would have quite a bit to say on this event and photo. There's a lot of controversy around Nick Pope from the hardcore UFO community, which I won't address fully, but to briefly summarise, Popey did definitely work for the MOD Secretariat, aka Air Staff Department, between 1991 and 1994, and so would have had access to the documents of his predecessor, predecessor who investigated Calvine. Many believe that Popey had over-exaggerated his posting within the MOD and suggest that he was a desk-based administrative worker rather than an investigator in charge of alien cases per se, something which Popey denies in claiming that he was in charge of the UFO office. There are plenty of documents out there via freedom of information requests for you to make up your own minds. I don't want to get bogged down with Popey as he obviously has nothing to do with this incident, just the initial bringing of it to the public eye, and even if desk-based, Popey would have seen a lot of secret shit anyway. Mm -hmm. Popey says that the photos were examined within the MOD by air staff, by defence intelligence staff specialists, and later by imagery analysts at the Joint Air Reconnaissance Intelligence Centre. The photos are not hoaxes. Popey states that they blew up one of the photos and had it as a poster in the MOD office until a supervisor removed it, basically saying that secrets shouldn't be on display. Pope. Looks like a goalkeeper. Is is that the one you know? (laughs) That is the one I know. (laughs) Yeah, although he may have kind of played up his position within the MOD. Yeah. Even in the working in the office you can see a lot of shit that absolutely normally or you shouldn't or have access to things yeah i mean there's going to be a level above you but that doesn't mean you don't have access to a lot of secret Mm -hmm. shit regardless so it's kind of a moot point in this instance and if he's hugely into ufos and things like that anyway and he has access to things like that why wouldn't he sit there and just read the documents and everything like that yeah i bloody would absolutely same here I'd be printing out copies of that shit and trying to take it home and all sorts. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Honestly, don't come for me. This is where the printer has you last logged in and what you printed. Uh, that wasn't me. <laughs> and then there's one of your ass. And then you're like, that was me. <laughs> I'll admit that I was, one. I was trying to check. I had a bite. Popey believes that dark forces in the MOD sabotaged the Calvine investigation and, air quote, lost the negatives. Popey says that an intelligence officer investigating, in summarising to Popey and his supervisor, pointed right and told Popey that it wasn't American. They pointed left and said that it wasn't Russian. This left one possibility. They pointed up. Also, it doesn't because they didn't point down. Demons. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they pointed up regardless. Popey had a digital recreation of the best Calvine photo from Popey's memory made in 2015 whilst working on a documentary. That photo is one most who delve into UFOs would have seen. Meanwhile, I'll show Mr. Moonwalker the only photo the MOD did approve for release years later, which is a shitty, grainy photocopy of a line drawing of an original two. Here you go, Granville. Take a gander at these two images. So this is the recreation. Okay. 
So that one's recreated from his his mind. Yeah. From what he can remember. Mm-hmm. And then we have the photocopy yeah. of a line drawing. I mean... So I'm not entirely sure on whether that is an actual straight photocopy or someone went over the image to work out dimensions and they photocopied that. The wording isn't clear on the various accounts I've read of this one. But regardless, it's still if, kind of interesting. If the bottom one is the original one and the top one is a recreation from his mind. Yep. Pretty bloody close. Like spot on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what we Which have... Means he must have seen something. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, what we have here is a diamond-like craft and a jet behind it. And you can very clearly see in this very grainy image that we'll post on our Instagram at But It Was Aliens Podcast. Because if... There's... Sorry, if they wanted to discredit what he was saying, they could simply release another picture, but they've just released a grainy one, which pretty much... It doesn't look identical because it's not identical, but the two crafts in it mm -hmm. are extremely similar in size and spacing. Yeah, I think mm. he's got a bloody good memory, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Do you reckon you have to have a really good memory to work at the MOD? Depending on what department, it's certainly a factor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Redacted. It was Popey who actually made the first public mention of the Calvine photo during 1996, detailing the incident and photo in his book, Open Skies, Closed Minds, after Popey left the MOD Secretariat, with the book reportedly having to undergo security checks by the MOD prior to release. Eventually, Many of the MOD's UFO files were released in 2008, although interestingly, the identity of the hikers have been protected for a further 50-odd years following a review in July 2022, next due for renewal in 2076. When they're no longer here. Yeah. In the UK, personal information is usually held for 100 years from the date of birth of witnesses to protect confidentiality. It's unlikely that our two hiking hotel-employed chef witnesses were 14 years old, so something is a little fishy here. Detailed analysis of the Calvine photo was not included within the released UFO files. The photos, of which there were at least six colour photos, were also not released. Further interestingly, other documents released in this data dump showed that the Office of the Secretary of State for the Armed Forces prepared responses to questions about Calvine, expecting that newspaper to run this story. Responses were classified as defensive lines and if pressed, and included, to paraphrase for succinctness, no conclusions reached. There is no record of Harrier jets deployed in the area and Scottish UFO reports are rare. The standard UFO response is nothing of defense significance. So the fact that the offers was specifically prepared for the Calvine story is very, very interesting. Very interesting indeed. So not only are these people protected, or well, not protected, but Missing, anonymized. They, mm, I 
One question I do have. Yeah? Is it was stated at the start that these were possibly poachers. What would they be going to poach? Deer. And then go back and sell, I suppose, deer meat. People might eat, they Mm. might sell Mm. for felt, they might do it for sportsmanship, which is not looked upon too positively in society. So, yeah, whether they wanted to protect themselves from any backlash for that is possible. Or maybe they went hunting cows. (laughs) Poor bastards. Easy targets. They barely move. I can't believe that's been uh, sent back another 50 years. Yeah, it's unusual, isn't it? Very. Fishy. Unless they asked for it. Which, like I say, they could have because they didn't want any backlash over what they were really doing there. Diving in those bushes. Or with the internet and everything as it is these days. Mm-hmm. People will probably track them down, start yeah. asking them questions, yeah. harassing them, things like that. So they may have asked for their identities to stay protected. They may have, and each to their own, absolutely. Personally, if I was a witness to something like this, I'd be fine with being tracked down for comment on it because that's absolutely bonkers and I'd want to know myself. Mm. But as I say, if each you to were their telling own. the truth. Well, there's photographic evidence. Maybe it's all a big cover-up. Like they were like, we know this is a lie, but we're going to keep it out there just to, you know, interest. I can't see that happening, but still. <laughs> <laughs> British journalist and UAP Media UK member Dr David Clark wanted these photos. For 13 years or so, Clark would search unsuccessfully for the Calvine shots. Former workers at the Daily Record denied ever handling the original photographs except for one now deceased picture editor who recalled passing the photos on to the MOD. Dr. Clark found evidence in UAP policy files that the Daily Record had been prevented from running the Calvine story. Eventually, Clark got wind that former Royal Air Force press officer Craig Lindsay, the go-between between the RAF and the media, may have a copy. Clark tracked down Lindsay and discovered that Lindsay had kept a print of one of the original photos. It was even still in the original Daily Record envelope. Lindsay knew that someone would want this photo one day and hoped that he wouldn't be in trouble when the time came. So here we have a picture of... uh, Craig, Lindsay and Dr. Clark. Yeah, Lindsay is handing a print of the photo that he kept to Dr. Clark. I'm zooming in on the photo. Oh, you don't need to do that. I'll do that for you later. Oh, okay. I shall go back then. But from what I can see... That does look like quite a large object in the sky. Mm-hmm. Although less diamond than I was expecting. I don't know why, but we'll, was... yeah, we'll get into that more when we well, when we zoom in on it in a little bit. But I just think it's fascinating that this chap saw these photos and he thought, Oh, this is too big. I'm copying one of them and keeping it in my own didn't personal copy stash. It, did he? <laughs> he might have just given them five instead of six or Given them one less. Yeah, that's it. I think the account goes that he took a copy and kept one of the copies for himself because he uh, gave over the negatives, but obviously oh, true. took copies of the negatives or certainly at least one. 
I don't even know if it's the best one or if, if that's just what he's got. Might have been the only one he could get his hands on. But even so, that's pretty risky, isn't it? Someone in his position. He could have got whacked for that. Absolutely. We actually mentioned this photo on an episode during 2022. And ironically, a few weeks after recording that, a week before that recorded episode released during August 2022, this Calvine photo, courtesy of Clark and Lindsay, finally resurfaced. It was Nick Pope that said that the craft boomed earlier, by the way. Lindsay, who spoke to the witness directly, said that they said the craft was silent. We will, of course, post this photo on our Instagram at Balutzanians Podcast, and I have shown this photo to Granville before in discussing this informally, but here that photo is again for your viewing pleasure, Mr Moonwalker. This is our I want to believe photo. I'd love to make a canvas of this photo with I want to probe or something written below it, but I can't tell if Lindsay, Dr. Clark or the university own the, ro- own the rights and uh, prohibit it. Regardless, the MOD I... have not commented on this photo. My brain's melting right now. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? It's looking for scepticism in the photo, but cannot find it. (laughs) I'm fascinated by this. I mean, we've seen lots of photos with things like uh, lens flares, glare, reflections, all the things we've covered in the past. This is clearly none of those, and these photos have been verified to be legit. There's something in the sky. Yeah. The question is what this thing is. It's not even... If you could say it's a piece of tech that's being tested, because it just doesn't look that way. It's not like anything we've ever seen, really, is it? I was trying to look at the plane and say that the plane is a bird. (laughs) But then, and then they've just like thrown something up in the air and just happened to take that picture at the right time or... Something like that, but you can clearly see the fence underneath yeah, it. Yeah, which they were hid behind in the bush taking photos because they didn't want to be seen when they saw this, which when you see it, you kind of understand. Like, they weren't supposed to be there, were they, clearly? Yeah. And um, when you look at the background, it's like a clear background, but it clearly looks like the sky. You can see the mm-hmm. shading of clouds yep. in the sky. Yep. And remember, this is just one of the six... Yeah. So, in Popey's recreation, he had some hills and whatnot visible in the background, which could have been there on a Governor's Six. And also, I've seen accounts, um, there was a second jet in the photo as well, less visible in the background, and you can't really see it on the no. the one we're looking at. But also this, there were two jets that approached this thing. And this jet is closer to the craft than in the Popey recreation as well Mm. so like we said there were six so it's clearly got closer to this yeah well it circled it apparently Mm. one theory here is obviously aliens the photo sort of speaks for itself we have a huge well we have a craft unlike anything we've known which took off at ridiculous vertical speed ridiculously fast vertical speed mr moonwalker There's no bullshit alien sighting or abduction alongside this one, just the craft, which makes it more believable in my opinion. But if not aliens, 
what else could this thing be? Enter Aurora. Aurora SR-91 is a rumoured stealth vehicle developed by the United States during the 1980s. This is the thing people picture when they talk about black triangles. I've got a little picture for Moonwalker just so we can understand as we continue. Mm -hmm. There has never been any definitive proof that this vehicle exists, with the term Aurora having popped up in a black program spy plane budget request during 1985. The Aurora was rumoured to hit Mach 5, five times the speed of sound. It's possible this Aurora funding reference could also have been to the B-2 Spirit stealth bomber, which was active in the 80s but didn't come to light until 1997. The Spirit has a speed just under 100 miles per hour below the speed of sound at 680 miles per hour and a range of about 6,000 miles before needing to refuel. The distance between Russia and the USA one way is just over 5,500 miles approximately. The B-2 can also refuel in flight. In 1992, there were reports that an RAF radar operative saw a blip pop up at three times the speed of sound from RAF Makrahanish. I've butchered that pronunciation, I apologise, but when the controller phoned the base to ask what type of aircraft made the blip, they were told to forget what they'd seen. This was reported in the Scotsman newspaper in February 1992. Dr Clark did uncover MOD documentation confirming that the UK held suspicions of a stealthy platform flying in UK airspace. In the episode notes, I'll link to all the main research used today, including Dr. Clark's own write-up, which goes deep on the freedom of information requests and documentation. But we don't have definite evidence of such a craft operating. Hmm. So even if these crafts were out there... Yep. Doesn't explain for the craft going up. Yeah. Because it went vertically straight up, not... Mm -hmm. at an angle and we've seen other things going at mach 5 on radar what we know existed the b2 didn't go at mach 5 Mm. so even that which like i said didn't come to light until like a decade later wasn't capable of operating to the degree that we're seeing in these accounts so there must be something else i also believe if the object in the photo mm-hmm. is one of the stealth planes mm-hmm. why is it so big compared to another jet it's massive it, like it is very, four or five big. times the size yeah. if you're stealth why are you that big and you're not very stealthy <laughs> well i suppose stealth could mean different things it might have technology to stop it showing up on radar or True. it might have technology that can make it look invisible to the naked eye so like screens Those covering panels it that, that re- yeah reflect light who knows and it could also be closer to the camera also than risky the jet so it might not be quite as big though it does obviously look bigger it's quite risky if uh testing it those, out in the open like that and you use those panels where things can't see you what if you just get flown into <laughs> 
But yeah, this got me thinking the two jets that were supposed to be by it, were they there with it observing it the testing, testing capabilities or were they there to investigate because they got this blip on the radar that was moving crazy fast and they encountered that, which then disappeared straight up? Mm. For what it's worth, the journalist who tracked down the Calvine photo, Dr. David Clark, believes that this craft was most likely secret futuristic military technology rather than something otherworldly. Dr. Clark also explains that both US and UK military at one time considered whether the photo was a hoax, feeling that the UFO could not possibly be aerodynamic. A hoax could be one reason why the witnesses haven't come forward. This story took off, and to come out and say I made this up would be tough. Dr. Clark's colleague in the photography department at Sheffield Hallam University studied the photo, and just like the military, they deemed this photo to be real. This photo is showing something in the air, not something that was added in post. It's hard to imagine why else the witnesses wouldn't have come forward. Perhaps they were poachers and didn't want the flack for being pictured alongside a deer, a dead deer as we said earlier, but for a sighting potentially so significant, it's still surprising. Why else would they remain silent? Were they paid off? Threatened? Or were they? Whacked. Nick Pope says that a leading theory in the MOD was that this photo caught a prototype, possibly unmanned aircraft in action during secret testing, so basically something like the Aurora concept. Remember, the MOD is massively compartmentalised and different departments have no idea what others are up to. Indeed, Calvine was a popular route for military low-flying aircraft. Popey ruled out Aurora specifically, it was as it was unlikely to be able to function in the way the Calvine UFO did. Aliens, though, were not ruled out. Was this prototype technology about to be deployed in Iraq? Was this even earlier, perhaps American military technology? Or was this aliens? Damn it. (laughs) (sighs) It's really, really hard to... I mean, I'm certain in my mind that it's not a hoax, so I won't get into concluding too much. But for me, it's... It's something. What it is, I'm unsure. Yeah, and if the military possess this level of technology that's so, so far more advanced than anything we can, we're aware of, we can produce publicly, and surely if we were capable of doing that, it'd be used commercially by this point. The only thing I'm thinking is maybe it's created to look like an alien craft so that when they go and deploy it over in another country mm-hmm. they're not going to straight away assume that it's yeah, they're like, US oh, or no, Russian what the hell or is that? Take cover. yeah they'll just think it's an alien craft therefore mm. we'll just observe it until it goes like, don't get me wrong they may go and shoot it down but if it's unmanned <laughs> fin out their numbers if it's unmanned then they don't have to worry about anyone getting hurt or casualties from manning the craft and I suppose if it goes down you could look at the materials and maybe figure out where it's from but that country could just deny all knowledge or it could also have a self-destruct thing on there once it hits that bomb triggers 
three, two, one. Boom. I just keep scrolling back up and looking at it myself because it's just it is a phenomenal photo and even as I look at it now I'm still not sure where I'm going to fall you when I conclude <laughs> but yeah that that's it for the account so in summary we've covered perhaps the most famous UFO photograph in existence the Calvine UFO photo of August 1990. I just heard your email go off there, Mr. Moonwalker. The MIBs aren't happy with us for going public with this one, are they? They're not. They're coming. Two hikers saw a diamond-shaped metallic structured UFO and dived into bushes to watch and take photos. They bush-dived. A military jet approached the UFO before the UFO darted off vertically into the sky at crazy fast speed. The hikers gave their photos to the newspaper who asked the Ministry of Defence for comment. The MOD asked for and obtained the negatives and then the photos went missing. The hikers, after interview at military headquarters, never came forward again, so for all intents and purposes, disappeared. The Scottish newspaper never ran the story. The MOD investigated this photo in several departments and MOD officials blew up the photo into a poster they pinned in their office like the X-Files. A supervisor removed the poster saying that secrets shouldn't be on display, to paraphrase slightly. And they've probably got a point there. We checked out a digital recreation of the Calvine photo, as well as the only MOD official photo, a photocopy of one of the originals which clearly shows a mysterious diamond-like craft and a Harrier jet. Many of the MOD's UFO files were released in 2008, however, the identities of the hiker witnesses have been protected until at least 2076, following a 2022 review. Unless the witnesses were 14, which is unlikely considering they were working chefs out for a walk with a camera and possibly even poaching, this is a bit unusual. Those UFO files detailed that the Secretary of State had been specifically prepared to dismiss questions about the Calvine incident. Dr David Clark got wind of this photo when supporting the National Archives, though he'd heard of the incident years earlier in 1996, likely reading Nick Pope's book. Dr. Clark was eventually put in touch with ex-RAF press officer Craig Lindsay, who was the go-between involved in acquiring the photos from the Daily Record. Lindsay gave a copy Lindsay had kept of the Calvine photo to Dr. Clark. We analysed that photo. Looking at other theories, we wondered whether this sighting was the rumoured USA Aurora SR-91 craft, or perhaps the B-2 Spirit bomber. We quickly touched on an RAF radar operative seeing a craft moving at Mach 3 in 1992, being told to keep their damn mouth shut. We considered whether this could be some kind of super hoax, though it's been pretty much confirmed that no post-alteration has taken place. This craft could hover in spot and shoot up at crazy fast speed, so if the military aren't capable of potentially breaking the laws of physics, that only leaves one other possibility. Any final thoughts from yourself, Mr. Moonwalker? The supervisor walking in and taking the poster down. I was thinking of that. Secrets shouldn't be on display. Yep. I suppose when it's blown up, 
it could look more military than what we're seeing. So seeing that, they're essentially saying this is the equipment we're testing. Well, I don't know that the supervisor would have had that level of knowledge. We're probably talking 20-odd pay scales above what they would have been. In the, the MOD is huge. I know, but I mean, and the fact that he knew it was a secret. Well, so aliens visiting could also be secret. That is That's, true. All that really says to me is that he this is something. too much above my <laughs> station. I'm going to get in shit if someone comes to visit the office and sees this on the wall. That is true. Which is, like I said, sadly, it's good management. You know something's special about that one. Let's not put that on the wall. And like I said, I would very much like to put that on the wall. <laughs> I did um, have a little go at making a canvas out of it just to see if it is possible, but the resolution isn't quite enough to come out well. It wouldn't even let me proceed to trying to print it. And the fact that it shoots straight up. Yeah, we have that in the witness accounts. And I could have given you several other examples of radar blips that have been detected going at crazy speeds, but I thought one was relevant enough. Mm -hmm. So we know someone's been around UK airspace moving crazy fast, Mach 5, Mach 3, whatever it may be, beyond our capabilities. So it... For me, it's whether it's the military are way, way, way more advanced. And again, if that's the case, why this is awful. But say, for example, Russia and Ukraine war, war. Mm -hmm. If militaries, Russia are a superpower, if you'd assume all the superpowers would have similar level military capabilities, why are they not wiping each other out? Again, I'm not advocating for it. It's absolutely awful. But if militaries have level. this level of technology yeah. while we're not seeing it and that's where I get stuck unless there's only <clears throat> one superpower somewhere in the world that has this level of technology and they're keeping it secret so you're asking me whether this is military or alien oh well if you want to conclude well I was just asking for your final thoughts on the case as a whole before we conclude but we can go there are you saying that it was aliens Yes. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. I want to believe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that picture is... That's got me. Pessimistic Moonwalker has been kicked to the side. If you, if you come out and tell me this is all fake, then I'm going to punch you in the jeans. No, I've given you... But... <laughs> But I'm, I'm on board. I'm on board. This is aliens. Yeah, I've given you... I don't have any other evidence. What I've given you is literally all the facts, and it's just opinion from there. So... I mean, they're holding their identities back until... It's so suspicious, isn't it? They're going to be at an age where they're probably not likely to be around anymore. Mm. This is one of those ones that is bloody tempting to press the red button on the moment you see it. The photo itself at first glance to me was so, so, so convincing. And even, of, even as I'm saying this now, I'm still leaning that way. The bit that catches me, and again, I touched on this area, but the bit that catches me and makes me ever so slightly hesitant is just that this thing could, from a certain angle, resemble, resemble a triangular craft and could have been created in a military lab. 
There's no doubt in my mind that something was there in the sky. This happened. It's just whether it was aliens or super advanced terrestrial technology. It comes down to whether I believe that we have technology way more advanced and potentially world changing than we are letting on. If we do have such technology, such power, I struggle to believe that it wouldn't have been used for some serious war and conquering because that's what happens every time one group of humans advances quicker than another, sadly. How can this be military if it hasn't been abused? Uh, Join me. (laughs) (laughs) I may join you, but I reserve the right to pull back if it comes to light that humans do have crazy advanced (laughs) technology. (laughs) Even if we do, I'm staying. (laughs) see i would say that it's military without no it's military without doubt if we saw evidence of this in today's society because it's Mm -hmm. been so long since then why i just don't like to believe that our government for example if you can travel at mach 5 boom like that shoot off into the sky vertically you can break our known laws of physics or you can create use energy way more efficiently than what we're able to and it pains me to think that we would have that technology and not use it to benefit humanity give out free energy for every country for example yep so for that reason i am saying that i'm not saying that it was aliens but it was aliens aliens Aliens. because i'm not comfortable with that thought (laughs) what is this like 60 70 odd episodes before we've actually hit an aliens again <laughs> but yeah it, it wouldn't surprise me if it comes out in another 50 years time that we do have this technology and that we're abusing ourselves as a species yeah listen back to this in 50 years time and be like we're a fucking idiot yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I we feel were like blind. And also, going on the alien side, it probably is more likely that aliens would come down and investigate us first before doing anything. They'd send crafts to probe us, mm-hmm. not, not, not physically <laughs> probe us with two fingers, as in to check us out, watch us, work us out. They'd do that too. Yeah, but this one made me feel uncomfortable concluding. Because you've been probed? No, because I've done the probing. But yeah, there we have it. Suspicious bastards. Probably military, but we're saying that it was aliens. (laughs) That's a wrap for today. Thank you for listening to But It Was Aliens. If you have any thoughts on today's or any episode, you can find us on the Twitter. On the Twitter! At But It Was Aliens and let us know. Or you can log into Facebook and look up the But It Was Aliens page. Connected to the page, there is a publicly private Facebook group called Extraterrestrial Towers. In the towers, you can find like-minded and absent-minded folks such as ourselves and talk paranormal. We are lovers, not fighters, except for Granville, so all are welcome. Meanwhile, if you want to support the show more than emotionally... There are a number of ways in which you can do that. That number is two. You can open up your internet machine and head on over to butitwasaliens.co.uk where you can find a little But It Was Aliens store. There, 
You can buy merchandise from the show, including mugs and t-shirts. We don't sell pants currently because we don't wear them. The number two way is to head on over to patreon.com forward slash but it was aliens and sign up to become a patreon of the show you can contribute the cost of a cup of coffee and if you do you gain access to our side probes paranormal and conspiracy episodes excluding alien coverage and these are often a little ruder or closer to the line that's it from us today, so whoa, 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 one more thing, sorry, just before we go, we would like to say a little hello and thank you to friendly neighbourhood postie, Dave Atkinson, who... You're out there, Dave! All right, Dave, I got no idea where you're from, Dave, because you didn't put a return address on your envelope. <laughs> not, not to criticise a very kind fan. <laughs> Listener? Dave! We love you, Dave! But Dave sent us in an, epi- an episode. Dave contributed his <laughs> own episode. No, 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 sorry. Dave sent us a letter thanking us for what we do, which really means a lot to us. It's, it's, I still struggle to describe how it feels to get feedback from people. It's, it's so it's, weird. Yeah, it's, uh, but it's lovely. Weird in a very good way. Good weird. But yeah, not only did Mr. Like Dave. Spot you get touched in. <laughs> Not only did Mr. Dave send us in a letter thanking us for the show, he also sent us some, is it lifophanes or liverphanes? I'd never heard of this before, and I didn't know what they were when they turned up. But I did a little Indiana Greybeard investigating and shined a torch on one, and it lit up with the logo of our podcast. It's absolutely awesome. It's like one of those things you stick in front of a lamp, and it looks brilliant. And now I want a 3D printer, because I'm assuming that's how it was made. How much is a 3D printer? Hundreds. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so, shout out to Mr. Dave. You, sir, have earned the right to be called Sir Dave. Sir Dave. We knight you. (laughs) You've officially been knighted. How do you say it when someone's been... Damed. Ordained? Ordained is when you're made a pope, isn't it? Or like, um, uh, not a pope, sorry, a, well, uh, like a priest or whatever. I forget Knighted, the terminology. Thrusted. But... Thrusted. We'll think Blessed. about, we'll think, <laughs> I don't want to make it gender specific. We'll think about what we can call it when you become a legend of the show. Blessed. And we'll let you know in a future episode. <laughs> but for now, Dave, you You've have been, been blessed. <laughs> You've been probed. <laughs> Uh, thanks folks so as I said that's it for today so until next time why did we add letters E and A to T worked so perfectly before the truth is up there hash tag Dave (laughs) blessed probed probed Dave's been probed Bye, Dave.